Hello and welcome to the Pro Football Weekly Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is John Sally. I'm an editor here at Pro Football Weekly. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host Kyle Neighbors, another editor here at Pro Football Weekly. Kyle, how did last week go for you in uh, fantasy football? It was kind of middle of the road. Uh, really, really good with the running backs and just dead wrong on the wide receivers. How about you? Yeah, about the same. I, I feel like the running backs were an easy call last week and, you know, it, it Kind of a weird, weird wide receiver week last week. It felt like, yeah, um, there just wasn't a lot of good for me when it comes to wide receivers. I, I felt like I made some good idea, or I had some good ideas, and just not much panned out. Yeah. Well, with that, let's move on to uh, going through each each game here uh, in our week weekly game by game breakdown. We are taping this on Thursday afternoon. Uh, as always, look out for injury reports that can potentially break the slate. Uh, We're going to start with uh, a pretty ugly game, Bears and Buffalo. Uh, the Bears are currently favored by 10 uh, with a 37.5 over under. If you're playing daily, um, the Bears defense is easily the highest priced defense out there. On DraftKings, they are $900 more expensive, $900 more expensive than Carolina. And then there's like a whole glut of teams you could choose from. So uh, at least on DraftKings, they are making you pay up for the Bears if you want them. I'm willing to do that considering... Uh, who is uh, going to be starting out there for Buffalo? Yeah, they're fifty two hundred on FanDuel. Um, that's just too expensive for me. I I refuse to pay that much for defense. And now, if if I somehow came across a lineup where I had fifty two hundred dollars left over, then that's great. But like, I tend to go for about the cheapest defense I can find. Yeah, I I generally will as well. I just I I feel like look, but <laughs> Buffalo. Buffalo's offense um, has put together seven touchdowns this year. Right. Total. I mean, I, I get it. Um, it's 5,400, actually not 5,200 on FanDuel. So there's $700 more than the Houston Texans, the next defense, and $1,100 more than the Carolina defense. One thing to note, though, with the Bears, um, yeah, I don't expect the Bills to score no matter what, really, in this game. I mean, not much at least, um, but Cleo Mack is still not 100%, and without Cleo Mack, they do not have much of a pass rush. So the odds of a fumble or multiple sacks actually is not as high as people might think. True, but Nathan Peterman is out there, and that's yeah. there are four interceptions out there. <laughs> yeah, counterpoint, Nathan Peterman is bad. <laughs> If, I mean, if you're playing against a team in season long that has the Bears defense going, you're gonna you're gonna expect the Bears that Bears defense to put up what fifteen to twenty. Uh, say so just just start with thinking to yourself, all right, I'm in a twelve point hold to start the week. Yeah, yeah, that's it's almost unfair. <laughs> um, that said, the Buffalo defense is not bad. There's there's another reason why this total is down to thirty seven and a half. It's not just uh, the the Buffalo uh, offense. Buffalo defense is pretty good. That's going to make life difficult for this Bears offense. We've been kind of touting Mitch Trubisky the last couple of weeks. I'm pumping the brakes on that uh, this week. Yeah, they are minimum price on FanDuel, the the Bills defense. Um, I probably would not play Trubisky here, uh, whether that's streaming for season long or on on FanDuel or DraftKings. The price is caught up to him. He's uh, up to about, I think he's 7800 here uh, on FanDuel. Uh, maybe in a large field tournament, that's something you can still do, but I think there's better options this week. Yeah, I mean, he's still got a decent floor because of the rushing. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't expect a, a, a great passing game uh, from him. And I don't think he's going to have to pass the ball that much. That's mm-hmm. part of the reason, too. Like, 
you're going to see maybe a, a 15 for 25 day where, he, yeah, he might throw a couple touchdowns, but they're going to take their foot off the gas, I feel, pretty quickly. Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of middling performances from Bears offensive players, whether it's Tariq Cohen, Jordan Howard, Trey Burton, uh, Mitch Trubisky. It's just it's going to be kind of middle of the road. Right. Yeah. All right, that's enough about a 37-and-a-half over-under game. Uh, let's move on to a much higher uh, scoring projected game. That is Tampa Bay and Carolina. The over-under is 55 that's a nice total to see in, in fantasy right now. And uh, Carolina, favored by six at home. Uh, I feel like Cam Newton is is QB1 this week. Where do you stand on Cam? Yeah, with the rushing flow you're, uh, floor you're getting from him, that you have to put him right up there at the top. Uh, I think that he should be the cash lock of the week. And, um, you know, I think everyone in this game is in play. Yeah, absolutely. I, what I really like about Cam this year, he's really efficient in the red zone. Um, he's one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the red zone uh, out of any quarterback in the NFL this year. And he continues to get red zone use, uh, uh, rushing attempts too, which is always nice. You, we kind of thought that Christian McCaffrey might get a few more of those this year, mm-hmm. but they've been kind of few and far between. Yeah, um, but he's you know McCaffrey is still a guy that has a very safe floor. He's going to get 20 touches a game. The Tampa Bay defense is really struggle against running backs that can catch the ball. That everything lines up for Christian McCaffrey in this game. Oh, particularly once again, as always on DraftKings full PPR, mm-hmm. he's got to be right near the top of the plays on FanDuel. He's a very good play. Uh, I think though he's not one of the top three. Probably, I think he's probably number four or number five for me sure. on FanDuel. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Um, Greg Olson, I think, is a fantastic play. Uh, in your season long leagues get him in. Uh, the Bucks are allowing, I believe, 80 uh, yards, 80 receiving yards to tight ends um, per game so far. That is two weeks in a row he's found the end zone, and I believe Tampa Bay has given up a touchdown to a tight end almost every week this season. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think everyone's in play. Ryan Fitzpatrick is in play on the other side. I would say everyone everyone who's catching a ball on the other side, and Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback, he's 7,100 on FanDuel. Very good option, I think. Um, before uh, I, we we looked or we didn't mention Devin Funches, but I think that's also a, a good play for Carolina. Mm-hmm. The question here is Mike Evans is questionable with a knee injury. I haven't seen an update on him, and we're recording this at about what two o'clock on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so keep an eye out on Mike Evans. Uh, OJ Howard, I think, is a he's not getting the targets, but he's making the most of them. So mm-hmm. I, I really like uh, Howard in this game too. But I also think OJ Howard was receiving more targets with Ryan Fitzpatrick at the beginning of the year, wasn't he? He was, yes. Okay, two, four, eight. So not not a ton. Uh, at least two of the three weeks there, and then um, he missed the game against Chicago. I still think he's a great play. He's got three touchdowns. Uh, I think whether you go with Greg Olson or OJ Howard, they're about the same price. I think you're not. You can't go wrong either way. Yeah, um, kind of a, a deep flex guy, and really, it's only if Torrey Smith is out. Torrey Smith did not practice today. Uh, DJ Moore, he's getting an increased target share. Um, I, I like DJ Moore in this in this game and in the, in this offense going forward. Absolutely, and you know who's probably really happy to see Fitz Magic back? Carolina defense. No, your boy Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, asking for a trade last week and now gets his gets his guy back. Uh, you uh, come on, you're not going to play Deshaun Jackson? I, I mean, I got to stay on brand. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, he he does better with Fitzpatrick in the lineup, just period. So yeah, I'll, I'll play Deshaun. All right, uh, next game, Kansas City and Cleveland. 51.5 is the current over-under. Kansas City favored by 9.5 at home. Uh, Greg Williams is now the interim head coach in Cleveland after they got rid of uh, Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley. 
So I, I'm staying away from the Cleveland offense for now, but I love everybody in the Kansas City offense in this game. Well, first off, just to let you know, and Greg Williams wants you to know, he's had at least 11 offers for head coaching jobs, okay? I, I wrote a thing about that on ProFootballWeekly.com. He, he's just say. insane, isn't he? Yeah, just, I mean, just starting off with just continuing upon a major lie that he uh, unveiled during Hard Knocks, that he got seven uh, offers for jobs. Well, how about the fact that he's now, even if it's just an interim, he's now the head coach of a football team after being banned from football for a year. <sighs> No, I, I I don't like anything to do with Greg Williams. <laughs> yeah, that's um, fire up everyone on the Kansas City side here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyreek Hill has historically been better away from uh, from Kansas City. The question here, I guess, is going to become where does Denzel Ward uh, line up against these receivers? Uh, I I haven't gotten into the research far enough yet to find out if he will travel into the slot with Tyreek Hill or if Sammy Watkins is going to be his primary target. Well, and keep an eye on on Tyreek Hill. He is dealing with a groin injury as well. Oh, I did not see that. Yeah, uh, he's he's just work. He's still working with it. Um, but yeah, it's Thursday. Keep an eye out on on whether or not Tyreek Hill is going to be active or not. Um, Kareem Hunt, though, I I have him as RB one. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> the, the usage is there. Um, I, I have no problem with Kareem Hunt at all as RB1, and I really like Travis Kelsey against this Browns defense that we'd love to uh, target tight ends with. Absolutely. And there's is there anything on the other side you're willing to play? Because I have a couple things. I want to hear your things. Okay, well, first off, I, I, I just love Nick Chubb as a player, and he's still cheap enough that I think that he's usable. He's going to get... 18 to 20 touches at a minimum. If the game stays close, I think it can be higher. Um, Chiefs allow more than five yards of carry. Yeah, I mean, they are not a good run defense. And uh, Jarvis Landry, 6,600. The opportunity is still there. He is actually number one in Josh Hermsmeyer's air yards by by low model this week. He's getting 11 targets a game and doing nothing with him. Part of it is because Baker Mayfield is not throwing accurate balls to him. Um so I, I want to believe in Jarvis Landry, and Gameflow says that there should be more targets his way. Um, I'll, I'll have a sprinkle of them in daily. He was I, he was either number one or number two in the model for Josh Hermsmeyer uh, two weeks ago, and he went nuts for 20.7 FanDuel points. So uh, the history has shown that he can be uh, – when he's in that model, it usually means good things for him. Okay. All right, let's move on to the next game. It's going to be Atlanta and Washington. 48 is the over-under. Washington favored by one and a half at home. Um, Kyle, where, where are you going in this matchup? I don't like really anything here. The the Washington running backs are are kind of nicked up. Uh, Adrian Peterson's kind of going through the same thing with the, the uh, shoulder injury right now where he doesn't practice Wednesday. Um, you know, he, he will play, I suspect. Um, I actually kind of like the Washington defense here. Yeah, I, I don't hate it. Um, they, they've they gotten, it seems like since the bye, they've really gotten better. They have, and Atlanta Atlanta on the road is never appealing, particularly when it's outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is kind of a low-scoring slugfest. There may also be some weather in the forecast, too. Um, could be could be some storms in uh, in Washington. If, it's Thursday, so I don't don't pay too much attention to the weather, but it's it's popping up. Are, are, would you be playing Matt Ryan in season long, or are you looking for a streaming option this I'm week? Probably looking for a streaming option. Um, 
I don't I, I don't hate Matt Ryan in this matchup, but I'm going to try to look for a better matchup. Uh, is this the weekend Julio Jones gets in the end zone? No, it's okay. it's never the weekend. <laughs> it just it's you know it's gonna it's gonna be this weekend and and it'll be um, in a in a low scoring game where Julio doesn't do a ton else. It'll be like six for sixty yards and a touchdown. I mean, you just, look at the last five games: the Giants, the Bucks, the Steelers. Uh, the Bengals and the Saints, and he has not been able to get into the end zone. I mean, even Pat, all the games this year, Carolina and Philly before that, you know, mm-hmm. these are not defenses that are shutting down wide receivers. It's it's pretty laughable that he has not found the end zone. Oh, dear. It just, it's never going to end, is it? No. <sighs> Poor Julio. <laughs> Poor Julio. Um, anybody, anything else in this in this game you like? No, let's move on. Okay. Uh, Jets in Miami, 43-and-a-half is the over-under. Miami is favored by three. Um, if you're looking for a streaming defense, you could do a lot worse than the Dolphins this week. I like picking on rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, the Jets' offense is not in good shape right now with all the injuries to their wide receivers. Um, Isaiah Crowell, not really anything you want to mess with here. Uh, I, I think any interest I have essentially lies on the Miami side, um, and even that's lukewarm. It's it's basically Kenyon Drake, and that, I mean, look, slot receivers against the Jets have been a, a place to target success. Um, so Dan, you can I think you could do worse than Danny Amendola as a flex wide receiver as a guy that uh, is one of, if he's one of your last guys in on your daily roster. You know, I could get behind that, um, but beyond that, uh, yeah, well. I will have a sprinkling of Amendola and Devontae Parker, provided Kenny Stills is out. Yeah, if, if Kenny Stills is out, Parker's in play, just by by sheer force. Yeah. And, and, you know, we saw what he did against the Texans. So. Yeah, and Kenyon Drake, uh, his floor is also elevated if um, Kenny Stills is out. They uh, are going to use him in the passing game uh, when needed. They needed him in that Thursday night game. I think you're going to see that again this week if Kenny Stills remains out. Okay, let's move on to the next game. Pittsburgh and Baltimore, 47.5 is the over-under. Baltimore favored by 2.5 on the road. Um, you starting Ty Montgomery this week? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. Nobody's starting Ty Montgomery. No, no. That's, yeah. Uh, the problem there is um, I have a lot of Buck Allen shares in uh, in best ball. Okay. And, you know, I haven't gotten a lot of usable weeks out of him, but you can get the spike weeks where he has a passing game usage, mm-hmm. and that just kind of was – killed off yeah yeah that uh that stinks um i i mean obviously you're gonna play antonio brown your season long and and you always should probably have a sprinkle of antonio brown in your in your daily lineups um the pittsburgh guy that i like the most you know as far as maybe point per dollar in daily is vance mcdonald the, Ra- the Ravens have struggled against tight ends this year. I've been a, a bottom five team. Right, I get it. I'm just, I'm not doing it. They're, I mean, the it's just too, it's it's too unpredictable between him and Jesse James. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vance McDonald has more talent. There's no doubt. But Jesse James and, and Vance McDonald continue to split snaps, and I'm not playing that game. Uh, Ravens held James Conner to 44 yards in Week Four. Uh, you go, I mean. You're playing them, right? In season long? In season long, yeah. Yeah. How about in daily? No. Yeah. I you know, it's odd. We've had such a high-scoring season so far. Mm-hmm. I just there's not a lot of that this week on this slate. Nothing's setting up for high scoring. Yeah, I mean, uh both of these defenses are are playing 
relatively well, even though, I mean, Baltimore got thrashed last week, which was kind of surprising. But I don't think that's going to be the case here. It just these two division rivals don't play that style of game typically. Yeah, and look, this is the second time they've played each other. Uh, historically, when teams play each other a second time, uh, expected point total goes down. And remember, the first time, I, the point total was high for mm-hmm. this game, and everyone was like, oh, finally, we're going to get some offense in a Pittsburgh-Baltimore matchup, and then it didn't happen. Yeah, so don't expect it this time. I mean, I'm not saying it can't happen, but it's it's not expected. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next game, an NFC North battle. Detroit and Minnesota, 49 is the over-under. Minnesota favored by 4.5 at home. Uh, the Lions have traded away Golden Tate. Um, so it, it it looks like you know a little bit more where the targets are going between Galladay and Jones. And uh, on Johnson is a guy that, um, that Detroit is not afraid to ride anymore, even though the vulture LeGarrette Blunt is always there you know, for a goal line carry. But... I, I, I kind of like the Detroit options in, in this one. Uh, is Theo Riddick still out? Let's uh, let's let's see what the latest is on it. He did he was limited in practice on Wednesday. I have interested in Carryon Johnson at sixty four hundred on FanDuel, mm-hmm. and this is rare for me. It is a Detroit running back, and yeah. we um, I would have some interest if Theo Riddick is ruled out. Just because I believe the Minnesota defense can be attacked by pass catching running backs and carry on Johnson last week with Riddick out had eight targets. Yep. Now if Theo Riddick is back, I expect the third down usage to go back to the way it was and I will avoid the situation. Okay. And really if Riddick is out, I kinda like the Detroit pass catchers a little bit more. Uh, just because those targets have to go somewhere else. Plus the targets that were going to Golden Tate have to go somewhere else as well. Yeah. Um I'm not sure where. That's the problem. Yeah, it's, I mean it's it's you, you sort of pick one. I think if you're in daily, it's Kenny Galladay in tournaments and Marvin Jones in cash. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's probably just going to be an avoid situation. Yeah. I'm interested on the other side of the ball, though, in the running backs. Um, mm-hmm. I want Dalvin Cook to be ruled out so I can ha- pick up Latavius Murray, or I shouldn't say pick up. I can plug Latavius Murray into my lineup and then get annoyed by him by 1230. <laughs> that's, that's very on brand for Latavius Murray, but... This Detroit defense cannot, is the worst in the league at stopping the run. They're awful. Yeah, five and, uh, five and a half yards per carry. They should be a little bit better. They've made some some defense adjustments. They traded for um, Snacks Harris. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got another week to, to play. So it, you know it should be a little bit better, but we still don't know how many snaps uh, we're going to see out of Snacks. Yeah, I think Latavius Murray is a good flex play if uh, if Dalvin Cook is out. If Dalvin Cook is in, I don't know what to do. Probably an avoid. For yeah, me. I, I mean. Yeah, um, Adam Thielen, hundred yards again, and now t- and now he's regularly hitting the end zone. Yeah, I, Adam Thielen is the play. Uh, Stefan Diggs lined up outside is going to have a tougher assignment, so Thielen would be the guy to go. He's just he's so expensive now. I think he's the top price wide receiver on Fanduel on the main slate. Uh, same with DraftKings. He's five hundred dollars more expensive than Antonio Brown. <laughs> That's just incredible. I mean, he's been amazing. He deserves to be that price, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not have guessed he was going to have this type of performance this season. Yeah, definitely not. Um, all right, with that, let's move on to the next game. Uh, Chargers at Seattle. 48 is the over-under. Seattle favored by one uh, at home. I'm a little surprised to see that. The, yeah, this is the most bland, boring Seattle team. I mean, they're they're doing enough to be competitive. I just I don't think they're very good. I I don't like Russell Wilson as a fantasy option um, 
in this game. I, I know that he has three straight games of three touchdowns. He has been super efficient. He got he got three touchdowns on 17 attempts last week. He got three touchdowns on 23 attempts the week before, three touchdowns on 21 attempts uh, the week before that. He has, not, he has not completed more than 17 passes. So he has had to be incredibly efficient. I, don't, I just don't see that continuing. Um, it, it, that's not sustainable. It's absolutely not sustainable. And I, I don't see how it, it comes to fruition here. No, and it, once again, this is just another matchup where I'm not seeing a lot where I want to play it. The Seattle pass defense has actually turned out pretty well um, this season. I didn't expect it, but they continue to hold opponents down, so I'm not going anywhere near Phillip Rivers. Keenan Allen, it's been a while since Keenan Allen has had a Keenan Allen game, and it's not going to happen in this matchup, or at least I don't think it's going to. He's He's been playing at about his floor. Yeah. That's, a, that's about it, which is, not, which is not unreasonable. He's not killing you. You know, in, in season long, but he's not winning the tournaments in, in daily. Right, and I'm not dealing with the secondary pieces, you know, whether it's Tyrell Williams or Mike Williams. You never know which one's going to have the Wii. And on the on the Seattle side, you got, I mean, Doug Baldwin is all the way down to 5,700 on FanDuel, but he's got a knee issue. David Morris is the guy that's catching touchdowns. Tyler Lockett found the end zone. He's kind of been the, the speedster for them. So I, like, I don't really want to play that guessing game. Uh, and I don't know, how about Melvin Gordon? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm on board with Melvin Gordon just because of the volume. Even though Austin Eckler is, is always going to take some of the volume, Gordon gets enough of it in in the passing game. That I mean, I mean, look, Gordon's averaging what 120 yards from scrimmage. I think he's the only player uh, on either of these teams that I would feel confident in rostering this weekend and in daily and in season long. I mean, you got some flex plays, I guess, but I, I don't even feel great about many of the, those plays. I don't hate Chris Carson. The problem is that the Chargers have sort of played a style and played the way their games have gone. They get up early on teams, and so I'm I'm afraid the volume goes down for them. I think I think the the talent is there. I think the matchup is there. I'm afraid of the opportunity. Every time when you feel like you have the Seattle running back situation figured out, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, Pete Carroll pulls the rug uh, the rug out from under you. Yeah, I mean, watch Elijah Penny go get fifteen. Um, okay, let's move on. That's Houston and Denver. Uh, 46 is the over-under. Denver favored by one at home. Uh, Demarius Thomas revenge game. <laughs> Having just been traded and now has to play uh, against Denver, at Denver. Um, I, I don't know. I kind of like Demarius Thomas in this matchup. I mean, uh, the narrative's there. The narrative is there. The price is there. He's down to 5800 Um <laughs> On FanDuel, which is extremely cheap for Demarius Thomas. I mean, this is a guy that we used to see about 8K. I mean, look, he's only had a few days. Uh, so that's too. the problem. I don't I don't know how many snaps he's going to get. Um, and unless they tell me that he's going to get 30 to 40 snaps, I'm not really willing to take that chance. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather just fire up DeAndre Hopkins and let him go nuts. Yeah, which I, I anticipate him doing. Um, I, you, know, you know who's actually fantasy relative for the first time in a while? Cortland Sutton? Don't well, tell. I, I, I like Sutton with, uh, with the trade. The, uh, the targets are coming his way. Okay, so you're going to tell me Lamar Miller? I am. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I can see it. And I, I hate playing Lamar Miller. I do. He's he's just a perennial disappointment. But at least 100 yards past two games. At least one rushing touchdown the past two games. Denver has struggled to stop the run. Every, everything's everything lines up for well, him. Denver Denver has quit on the season. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I mean, they're, they're in danger of firing their coach. As very well they should. Yeah. Uh, Philip Lindsay, any, any chance there? Sure. Um, what's the status on Royce Freeman? He did not practice on Thursday. Yeah, he's he's not looking to be in good shape for this weekend. So yeah, uh, the problem is Devontae Booker is still there vulturing some yeah. passing game work. It's Houston. Houston's not a bottom team against the run. Right, and see, so I, great, I, I, I expect Houston to take control of this game early, mm-hmm. which is a concern for Philip Lindsay because then I think Devontae Booker is in there a little more than I would like. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's move on to the next game then. This is, <laughs> I think this might be the highest total we've seen this year. Rams uh, at New Orleans, 60 is the over-under, with the Rams favored by one and a half on the road. Um, play everybody. the question is can you play Todd Gurley at this price I wrote that that column last week and uh, he was 11k last week now they've increased that to 11.2 his price went down on DraftKings how how is that possible (laughs) he is 90 he's been 9800 the past two weeks he is now 9500 so Todd Gurley is the number one play on on the the next most expensive running back is Melvin Gordon at 8200 okay I mean I understand that's expensive still um but I, you have to plug them in on DraftKings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, look, you, even though the New Orleans defense has actually been really good against the run, um, it, there's no chance of Gurley getting slowed down because he's such a threat in the passing game as well. And he's getting so many looks, and they're scheming him, or scheming to him in the red zone, whether it is just running the ball or these. These great dump offs, little designed out of the backfield. He's just too valuable to pass up at ninety five hundred on on DraftKings. Yep. He's a, like I said, he's eleven two on FanDuel, and I really want to play him in this matchup, but it's so so expensive. Yeah, um, it looks like Cooper Cup is going to be back. Um, if you were out, Josh Reynolds, I think, is an easy plug and play uh, as a flex wide receiver in your season long leagues and as a a, da- a cheap daily play. Um, but it looks like Cooper Cup is going to be back. Yeah, uh, I, I, if he's if he's healthy, I think he's goes right back into that mix for daily. All three of their top receivers: Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup. Plug him in. I love Michael Thomas on the other side this week. This should be really high scoring. Yeah, it, it absolutely should. I love Kamara over Ingram for sure. Yes, and he's he's still only eight K on Fanduel. Yeah. I think he's got to be one of the top plays. I'd put him probably second behind Kareem Hunt. I like everybody. Traquan Smith, if you need a flex option or a cheap guy, if you want cheap access to this game. Yeah. All right, with that, let's move on to the Sunday night game. Green Bay and New England, 56.5 is the over-under. New England favored by 5.5 at home, and the Packers traded away safety HaHa Clinton Dix this week, which means, I think, more opportunities for a few deep balls uh, for the Patriots. So, I mean, I like I really like Josh Gordon in this matchup. Josh Gordon popping in the uh, by low air uh, air yards model too. So, yeah, I think he's in a good spot. Rob Gronkowski, uh, another game where there should be a lot of options when it comes to the passing game. Mm-hmm. For sure, uh, on the Green Bay side, I like Devontae Adams, um, but he's going to probably be shadowed by Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, that's... that limits his ceiling. Yeah. So, where do you go from there? Do you go to Jimmy Graham? He only got four targets last week. That worries me with Jimmy Graham. It really worries me. Um, but I think you almost have to because 
that's where you attack the, the Patriots defense is over the middle. So it's got to be Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham, maybe Randall Cobb. Yeah. Yep. Um, James White, man. <laughs> as long as Sony Michelle is out, James uh, White he, has, has been a fantasy beast. Yeah, and he's going to continue to be. They, they don't have a run game. I mean, you saw uh, Cordero Patterson back there running the ball last week. They're just going to use the little quick hits, whether it's him or uh, Edelman. Mm-hmm. That's how they're going to move the ball in short yardage situations. Yeah, Edelman's a great play on, on PPR sites. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to the Monday night game then. It's Tennessee and Dallas. 40.5 is the over-under. Dallas favored by 5.5 at home. You know, I trust Zeke Elliott in this matchup, and I, I'm not I'm not touching Amari Cooper. Uh, so we end this podcast the way we started it, with a game where we really don't want much to do with it. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, of course, Zeke Elliott's a... Um, I mean, Zeke Elliott's a, a, a great play any week, but outside of that, there's not really much you want to do with this game. Is there anything that stands out to you? I mean, if you need a flex option, you could maybe do worse than Deion Lewis. I say, yeah, Deion Lewis in the flex. Mm-hmm. The Corey Davis has just been too all. Over, I mean, just all over the map. Yeah, be, I mean, because we're into so many buys. Um, He's probably going to stay in your lineup. If, yeah, you probably have to play him. And you, I, you know, could do worse, but that floor is pretty low. We should take a second to laugh at the Cowboys for trading a first round pick for Amari Cooper. <laughs> As the trade deadline kept going, that deal kept looking worse and worse and worse for Dallas. Yeah, and Josh Gordon was what a fifth round pick. fifth round pick, and of course, there's major major concerns when it comes to Josh Gordon's off field issues. Mm-hmm. But the <laughs> yeah, it's, I can't it's get... crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, with that, we're going to end this week's Pro Football Weekly Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, for Kyle Neighbors, I'm John Solly. Best of luck in your matchups. Yeah.